I'm Dr. Otto Janke, and thank you for joining us today on the Empire Longevity Podcast. On this episode, strap yourselves in, because we have the paleocardiologist, Dr. Jack Wolfson. But uh, you're right. I mean, so you know, if someone's blood pressure is high, no cardiologist ever steps back to say, well, why is it high? Uh, we just, it's just kind of like a fact of life. It's like, well, you know what? You're 60 years old. You're going to have high blood pressure and here's your pharmaceutical. Sit back and give this one a real big listen. As you hear a diehard cardiologist learn how to help people live again. Welcome to the Empire Longevity Podcast. Hi, this is Dr. Otto Janke, the Empire Longevity Podcast. Uh, we get uh, every now and then some superstars who actually drop into our realm. And uh, today we have one, and it's na- his name is Dr. Jack Wolfson. You're going to dig this guy. He is a, uh, he's a cardiologist by trade who uh, I think was born again. I think he was born again along the way also. And uh, he has a great book, which uh, we're going to mention in a little bit, but it's called The Paleocardiologist. I've read it twice. I've heard Dr. Wolfson speak. I recommend you read the book. I also recommend you follow him on his website and on his cast also. Uh, Dr. Jack Wolfson, thank you for going outside and thank you for being part of the Empire Longevity Podcast. Oh, Dr. Otto, it's a pleasure to talk with you uh, and, uh, you know, really to share this message of health and wellness, you know, to the world, you know, from where I came from, uh, working in the hospital, seeing the sickest of the sick. Uh, pills, procedures, surgeries, and now getting over to really talking to people about how to stay healthy, how to stay out of the hospital, how to avoid pharmaceuticals. Uh, I, I, I love any opportunity to share the message. So thank you again for having me on. Absolutely. And thank you for being up at seven o'clock uh, mountain time. <laughs> uh, no, no, listen, I've got a 12-year-old, a 7-year-old, and an 18-month-old. Uh, we, don't, we don't sleep too much uh, these days. It's, it's sporadic. You know that. You've already put the hours in. Uh, yeah, let's, right. di- let's dive right into you. Um, you're a graduate of the University of Illinois. You spent the years at the Chicago College of Osteopathic Medicine. You learned to become a doctor of osteopathy. Uh, you did a three-year internal medicine res- residency, three-year cardiology fellowship, and then you go into one of the largest cardiology practices in the state of uh, Arizona. Let me ask you a question about all this. You're a highly trained cardiologist. What did they teach you in cardiology that has changed to what you, learned, what you know now? Well, you know, what's, you know, it, it's, I look back on that, Otto, and listen, I became a cardiologist because my father was a cardiologist. I idolized my father. I, um, uh, you know, went through all the training and I remember like one of the greatest days of my life was the day that I wrote that first prescription. We were so excited as medical students, uh, going into, uh, you know, you know, and going into the clinics and writing that first prescription. And then the, the lead doctor would kind of oversign it and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, it, that's just how we were trained. It was all about the pills. We were really working uh, hand in hand with the pharmaceutical representatives, uh, you know, to, you know, to really promote, you know, their products. And it was all just about someone comes in, what's the complaint, what's the pharmaceutical to, to treat it, uh, and then move on. And, 
Uh, that's how we did it. And then, of course, as you graduate further on into advanced cardiology, it becomes we, either what is the pill? What is the test we can order? Is it a stress test? Is it an echocardiogram? Is it a CT scan? Is it an MRI? What's the surgery that we can do? And obviously, when I met my wife, who opened up my eyes to not only certainly the chiropractic, but to natural, holistic, healthy living and becoming a DC, a doctor of cause, uh, when I met her, and and then it just totally you know changed from there. That, that's awesome. So let's let's go back to schooling a little bit more. You're at a you're at a high level of education. Uh, you're a smart guy. What they're teaching you to to be fantastic firemen in those colleges. You know, that's a great analogy. Uh, you know, listen, the, the uh, you know, my father was the first DO at the Cleveland Clinic in 1970. I went to osteopathic school because because my father was a DO. My, uh, all of his friends were DOs. Everybody I grew up with was, you know, was was DOs. Now, being a DO, a doctor of osteopathic medicine was supposed to be the more holistic realm. It was supposed right. to be about right. How, you know, how we use the body, how we use osteopathic manipulation to, you know, help and heal the body. But again, as a cardiologist like my father, uh, that just wasn't where the focus was. The focus, again, was on the pharmaceuticals. And, and it's obviously very unfortunate for, you know, for those people. And yeah, I mean, listen, like you said, I went through 10 years of medical education or medical indoctrination. And it's just, it's just sad that. For, for all of my fellow colleagues, the MDs and DOs, we just became glorified pill pushers, glorified uh, uh, pharmacists, if you will. And it's just, it's, that's why the healthcare industry is so, is, and why there's such a health crisis around the world, why heart disease is the number one killer worldwide. And it will continue to be because we are not going after the cause. We are just trying to cover up symptoms with, uh, you know, with that Band-Aid pharmaceutical approach. And it's, whether it's statin drugs or it's blood pressure drugs or it's heart rhythm drugs or blood thinners, it's, it's, it's an abysmal failure. Aren't you amazed at this time and day of 2019 that uh, we still dissect the body as much as we do to treat a certain, a certain organ uh, without looking at uh, how well Jack is doing? You know, it's, uh, it certainly is amazing to me now when I look back in retrospect as, as holistic health care providers. Absolutely. Um, my goal is only for the next 50 or 60 years uh, next six or seven decades, can we help you to be healthy? Do we have a, Jack, do we have an anticipated pathology? Are we taught anticipated pathologies? Well, I mean, listen, as far as, um, uh, you know, what happens as we get older, uh, you know, it's basically the medical doctors think that, yeah, we are predestined to get heart disease and cancer and dementia and, uh, and all these other medical diagnoses. But uh, I think the reality is it's kind of like the movie uh, Castaway, with uh, Tom Hanks and, and yep. Tom Hanks winds up on the remote Island uh, after a plane crash working for FedEx. And you remember that with the volleyball Wilson. Yep. So yep. if we all, if we all wind up on the Island, you know, with or without Tom Hanks, you know, that's there. 
and we go to sleep with the sundown, awake with the sunrise. We spend the day in and out of the sun. We're eating coconuts and avocados and seafood, and we're, there's no pollution. We're going to live until we're 130 uh, years of age. We're not going to have high blood pressure. We're not going to have diabetes. We're not going to have dementia. We're not going to have cancer. We're not going to have anything. So as far as you know, being uh, you know, uh, you know, predestined to have disease, that, that's a total fallacy. We are destined to be healthy until we screw it up. <laughs> Especially that last part of the sentence, isn't it? Uh, so you talked about your wife a couple of times. Uh, I, I've, I've heard this story. I love this story. Uh, what was your uh, big aha that came from her? Who is she? And give us the rundown on your wife. All right. Well, um, uh, it's kind of funny, you know, a friend of mine, uh, I was playing tennis one day back in 2004 and this friend of mine, you know, we're hitting the ball back and forth and he's like, Jack, I got to introduce you to this girl. I'm like, okay, you know, tell me about her. You know, I've been on a million, uh, you know, uh, you know, dates and stuff like that. So, um, so he's like, Oh, you know, she's beautiful. She's 29 years old. She, you know, she's, uh, you know, you know, single and, and, uh, uh, she's a chiropractor. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. So, you know, obviously, uh, I mean, I, I, I had, I had been to a, a chiropractors before I had had some lower back issues after running marathons and stuff like that. So anyways, so we, so, uh, um, so I don't think much about it. And then a week later I run into him and he says, Heather's walking around with her, her mom and grandparents go say hello. So I, I walk up to her, say hello. And, uh, we hit it off uh, immediately. I mean, she's just a beautiful, beautiful young woman. But, uh, on our, and then we schedule our first date and then I sit down on our first date and it's like, immediately she starts railroading into, into <laughs> mainstream medicine. She's like, okay, hotshot cardiologist, you know, uh, you know, she's like, your profession is a sham. You're killing people. Your pharmaceuticals are poison. And I'm like, Whoa, hold on. It's like our first date. <laughs> uh, and, and I know, oh, I swear, man, this is all true. So, so, um, you know, she says, you know, you have to, you have to become a, a DC, a doctor of cause. And, and what she was saying, uh, over that date and over the next couple, you know, early dates, uh, really made perfect sense it, because I saw so much sickness in my profession. I saw sickness in my own father who eventually would die of a Parkinson's-like disease. I saw all the sickness that was out there. And, you know, so what she was saying made perfect, perfect sense. And, uh, you know, from thereafter, we, you know, we, we got married and, uh, you know, children and set up a practice, you know, together. And eventually I left that big cardiology group in fact, in 2012, opened up a practice called the doctors And, uh, yeah, it's been amazing. And here I am talking with, uh, thought leaders like you. So the, I, I think the big question we have to ask is how the hell did you get to that second date? You know, I mean, like I said, it's, well, I mean, listen, uh, most, uh, you know, most doctors would run from someone who says that, right. You know, who's, it, it, it tears apart the entire foundation of, of what I learned. Like, I mean, I mean, it was like, you know, I mean, ev everything that I learned, she's throwing under the bus. She's saying that my entire medical paradigm she's saying everything I learned was based on a system of lies and, I couldn't deny it. I, I, you know, most, again, most doctors would run for two reasons. Number one, they're not willing to give up the Holy grail of everything that they learned. Everything that they've been taught is a lie. That's number one. Number two, the, the financial gravy train of mainstream cardiology Otto, I was making well over seven figures as she's telling me all this stuff. 
who's going to listen to give that up? And, you know, so therefore the medical doctor, they're not going to change their, their medical paradigm, their, their foundation of their thinking. Number one, number two, they've got bills to pay. They've got school loans. They're not going to give up, uh, you know, that, that financial security, of conventional cardiology. That's why there's not many of us that are speaking out, but there are some, and there are more cardiologists that are coming over to this, uh, you know, line of thinking. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. So that must've shaken you right to the, the core of your, your, just your, your tenets and your beliefs to have someone do that. How did you go from there? What was the time frame of, of those like a first initial dates to all of a sudden you're, you got a mind frame or did you already have those beliefs? You just need to have someone to bring them out. No, I, I definitely did not have those beliefs. I'd like to say that I did, but I, I, I didn't. I was just a brainwashed little, uh, you know, medical monkey like anybody else. And, and um, you know, but, but once again, it was like when I saw the sickness around me in, in the hospitals and I saw the sickness again in my father and in my own family, it made it very easy to all of a sudden start uh, you know, meeting with other holistic doctors, um, meeting with other doctors of chiropractic. I mean, one of the first things she did is she took me to a Parker seminar in Las Vegas, and there were like 8,000 other, you know, people there. And it was just this kind of holistic community uh, th- that was there. And it was just so exciting. Not that all doctors of chiropractic are, are you know, I, I think, you know, holistic and where they need to be. Right. I think there's definitely room for everybody to grow. Um, but that being said, um, uh, you know, just being, being around people like that, that really kind of got it, uh, you know, and then just reading books and books and books and rereading the medical literature to understand, Hey, wait a second, physical manipulation does have a role. Um, uh, you know, vitamins, nutrition, uh, lifestyle, environmental pollutants and chemicals, sunshine, sleep, all these things that we kind of just N- never even assess, right. as, as, you know, as I would go in meetings with, you know, with 10 other cardiologists and we would talk about new pills, new procedures, how to make more money. It was never about how do we truly, truly make people healthy. Um, let's go back to a step before your father dies at 63. How much of an impact did that have upon you? Oh, it was, it was tremendous. Otto. My father and I were very close. He was my hero. He was my mentor. Um, you know, to see his sickness, to see his demise, uh, you know, quite frankly, I didn't want that to become me. So it was like, you know, as she's telling me stuff, you know, you know, I, I mean, we, we took my father eventually, he winds up at the Mayo Clinic and the Mayo Clinic says, we have no idea why your father had this. We've got no treatment for your father and he'll be dead within a few years. Uh-huh. And then I meet this woman and she's like, I'll tell you why your father's sick. And she goes, you know, boom, 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 boom. Just talking about everything that I talk about in the paleocardiologist. And I tell the story in the paleocardiologist. Um, you know, I mean, she's got all the reasoning why my father's sick. And right. I'm like, wait a second. I, I don't want that to happen to me. I do want to get married. I do want to have children. Uh, I do want to live a you know, hundred year uh, you know, plus life. Uh, and I'm not going to get there on my current trajectory. So, you know, the, the stuff that she told me, I started making those changes. And Otto, I mean, believe me, listen, I got into a lot of trouble in the hospitals. I would sit at the nurse's station and the nurses love to hear and all this stuff. They love to hear why people are sick. The nurses are amazing. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I would get in trouble, you know, uh, you know, when word got back to, to the senior partners in the group and the managing partner or other uh, practices would call up that were referring and they were like, Hey, why is, you know, why is Wolfson taking my patients off statin drugs? Why is he talking about this crazy, you know, paleo diet? Why is he referring my patients out for chiropractic care? I don't, I don't believe in that. 
And, uh, you know, so I was getting in a lot of trouble, you know, and stuff like that. So the writing was on the wall. I had to leave that, uh, that big practice and go on my own. Enlightening and uh, freeing all in one, uh, one time for you. Uh, you and I discussed this before, but cardiovascular disease is still the number one killer of Americans. It has been for years, absolutely years. And uh, what, let's get to the basis. Are we, do we have bad information, bad action? Do we have bad implementation? Why is this still the number one killer of Americans? And it has not dropped at all uh, in the 27 years I've been practicing. Well, I think that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of factors, of course, that go into the why, you know, why people are sick. But uh, I mean, let me just say, you know, from a from a doctor's standpoint, that again, doctors are just not trained in the educational piece. We've got uh, the, the typical medical doctor has got time for a 5, 10, 15 minute office visit at most. During that time, you're trying to get everything accomplished, all the paperwork, all the computer documentation. You don't even if we were trained in nutrition, which we're not, we have no time to talk about nutrition. Even if we were trained in a healthy lifestyle, we have no time to to uh, discuss a healthy lifestyle. So, uh, you know, again, uh, if, if, uh, you know, if all these things are, are what we need to do to reverse the heart, heart disease trajectory, um, you know, we, we just don't have time to discuss them and we need to bring that back. Now, of course there are, you know, listen, there are food addictions that people have alcohol addictions. Uh, you know, there, there's, we can get into governmental policy. We can get into pharmaceutical company control of governmental policy and why the sickness, uh, you know, system perpetuates itself and yeah. why we're not making any headway. But, you know, again, we're focused on trying to come up with a treatment as opposed to trying to come up with a cause. And when we talk about cause, that's where the health happens. You know, our, our mutual friend, Dr. Dane Donahue, always says that we should have, each person should have two primary care physicians, one for the disease, one for the health. Well, I mean, I, I, I love Dr. Dane Donahue, of course, but again, I, I don't think we need one for the disease. Right. When it comes for, when it, when it comes to, and I know Dane feels the same way as well, when it comes to, um, when it comes to prevention, when it comes to prevention, of heart attack, stroke, dying, diabetes, the medical doctor has nothing. There is nothing in the medical doctor's toolbox to prevent anything. All they have is the prescription pad and surgeries. The doctor of chiropractic should be the go-to for all things health and wellness. You want to go see Dr. Otto Janke. You want to go see Dr. Dane Donahue. You want to go see people of that same ilk. And you and I can go back and forth with the names of people to go yeah. see. When you go to see your doctor of chiropractic, you're going to see the doctor of cause that can, again, tell you about real preventive strategies to prevent this disease down the road. The medical doc, the cardiologist, what do they have for prevention? Aspirin, statin <laughs> drugs, blood pressure drugs. That's not prevention. That's, that's all cover-up. That's all Band-Aid. And, and frankly, they don't work. And the literature tells us they don't work. Right, right. That's the amazing part. Uh, let's talk about uh, the, the three big ones, uh, cholesterol, high blood pressure, and diabetes. First of all, rampant in America Second of all is, can we stop them and reverse them and get healthier again? Well, I mean, a thousand percent. I mean, listen, when it comes to high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, everything has a cause. It's kind of funny, you know, everybody jumps onto the, to 
the nutrition part of things, or they talk about which diet is a paleo, is it vegan, is it Mediterranean? And my book is called The Paleo Cardiologist, but I only talk uh, for a couple chapters about nutrition. It's about right. living the paleo right. or ancestral lifestyle. It's about going to sleep on time with the sun down like our ancestors did for millions of years, which nobody does. It's about, you know, getting the sunshine. Listen, I'm outside right now, you know, talking to you. I'm, I'm soaking up that morning sun. Uh, there's, there's no, our ancestors and all life is outside, right? All plants, all animals live outside. It is only the human that is stuck inside. If you go, if you look at, at the trees outside, if you look at the flowers outside, everything is growing towards the sun, right. yet the humans avoid the sun. And it's clearly, that leads to high blood pressure, that leads to abnormal cholesterol, that leads to diabetes, that leads to cancer. So again, it's about living that paleo, hunter-gatherer, ancestral lifestyle. And in doing so, we will do, we will do incredible. And then, of course, when chiropractic started 125 years ago, uh, we didn't have as much of obviously the environmental pollutants and toxins. Right. We didn't have the, you know, the, the, all the artificial foods and all the chemicals that we're exposed to. So then it was a matter of, okay, if there was some kind of life trauma that happened, well, chiropractic was there to help adjust and to, and to remove that, that, you know, that, that trauma that happened. So as we, as we get, you know, chiropractic care, uh, you know, at that time, you know, it, that's all we needed. Well, today we need to really gravitate towards that ancestral lifestyle and 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 live it, and that's how we're going to achieve success. Love that. You know, Jack, isn't it amazing that the sun has become demonized in the last uh, decade or two? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's really not. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that dog in the background. That's one of the things with working outside, right? You're exposed to the environment. We love so, that. So, in any case. Um, uh, you know, I mean, the sun, you know, I mean, listen, it's been vilified for so many different reasons. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, clearly I'm all about, about sunshine. It's about smart sunshine. The, the more sunshine you get, the lower your cholesterol because cholesterol is converted by the sun into vitamin D. Sunshine hits the skin, releases nitric oxide, which is like little nitroglycerins that people would take to lower your blood pressure. Right. The, the sun, of course, getting expo sunshine exposure during the day leads to melatonin release at night so you can go to sleep. Right. Um, sunshine, sleep, Otto, I think, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but hopefully you will. Sleep is the most important thing that, to our health above anything and overall. If you are sleep deprived, you're done. It doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't matter your sun. It doesn't matter your pollution. It doesn't matter if you get chiropractic care. Sleep is the most important thing. And, and sleep cycles have been around for hundreds of millions of years when we were just, you know, uh, I, I mean, it, it, since the dawn of time and any version of the story we believe, whether it's evolution or it's the biblical version, the sun was here first yes. and then man came later and woman came later. So we need to embrace the power of the sun. Don't go outside sunburn bad right out of when, you know, when you took off, you know, from the East coast in high school, or I took off from my hometown of Chicago and you went down on spring break to, you know, South Florida and got burnt. That was bad. We want to be smart about our sun if you're up in, you know, the Northeast or if you're in Chicago, you better take a lot of vacations. Uh, anybody, the, mo the more amount of sun exposure, the longer we live. End of story.
Yeah. In, in the literature. Yep. Easy, easy stuff. You know, Jack, one of the first things I started to start to see with anybody who gets phenomenal results in our practice, uh, phenomenal results, life-changing results is not symptom relief, but it's always they start to sleep better. So uh, we see that uh, all the time, and we absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, Dr. Jack Wilson, his, his, his book is called The Paleocardiologist. I've only read it twice. Uh, I've seen Dr. Wilson speak personally. Fantastic. I would highly recommend you buy that book. You can find it on Amazon very easily. The site is the doctors, is doctorsdrswolfson.com. Uh, Jack, uh, our last part is that uh, we define longevity, Empire Longevity, as the act and intent of being so healthy you leave something great behind by what you do today. We're going to put you on the spot right here and ask you, what is something that you're going to leave behind? What's the great thing you're going to leave behind? Um. Well, I mean, hopefully I will have left a lot of things, you know, behind, including the amount of change that I'm bringing to, to cardiology, bringing the truth to the world. Uh, I think that's certainly very important. I think myself as a huge, huge promoter of chiropractic and the believer that the doctor of chiropractic should be the go-to for all things health and wellness. You know, like Dr. Dane mentioned, hey, listen, if it's a trauma, if it's an emergency, go to an emergency room, see a medical doctor in the emergency room, great. But when it comes to prevention, you know, go see your doctor of chiropractic. And then finally, my legacy is going to be defined by my children, how, how Dr. Heather and I are instilling these values into the next generation, into our children, into their friends, helping to assist other chiropractors, natural providers, parents, about educating the next generation. That's really where the revolution is going to happen. Right. It's going to happen on all of those kids right now that are 25 and 15 and 5 and the unborn that saw the sickness of their parents, right. saw the cancer, saw the chemotherapy, saw the heart attack, saw the dementia, saw the handful of pharmaceuticals, and the children are rising up and saying, enough, I don't want that. I don't want that because it's destroying the world, it's destroying our health, and that's not going to be me. That's, that's the legacy that I want to have. I absolutely, absolutely love that. I'd wave a flag for you any time of the day. Dr. Jack Wilson, uh, Wilson uh, the paleocardiologist, again, pick that up on, uh, on Amazon. Go to doctorswolfson.com. Uh, follow Dr. Jack. I highly recommend you do. I do. Uh, Dr. Jack, I appreciate your time, your intent, your love, your enthusiasm, your knowledge, everything you do that helps us be a little bit better today. Thank you so much, Dr. Otto. Appreciate it. Thank you much, Dr. Jack. Again, a big thank you to Dr. Jack Wolfson, the paleocardiologist. That was phenomenal, just phenomenal. Again, I highly recommend you get the book, read the book, follow Dr. Wolfson, and come on back and listen to the Empire Longevity Podcast again. You know, we want you to be better for much, much longer. So come on, join our Facebook page, even be part of the Empire Longevity Insider so you can find out more people like Dr. Wolfson who's going to inspire you, educate you, and maybe push you just a little bit more to be better for a little bit longer. I'm Dr. Otto Janke. Thank you for being part of the Empire Longevity Podcast and Empire Longevity, the leader in longevity.